the best part I would say of running is when I, you know, I transfer from my wheelchair, you know, to the boat, and then I just see my wheelchair, you know, you know, just there, like, you know, just that feeling that okay, I, I am. Because many people say, oh, you're wheelchair bound. No, I am not wheelchair bound. You see, I can leave my wheelchair there. I, I can still move it. Look at me. I like. I always. I really enjoy that moment when I start, you know, going to the start line and I see my wheelchair just there waiting for me and you're like, bye, I don't need you for the next hour. Hey listeners, Denise here, and I'm so happy to share this conversation I had with Catherine Valdez, who is a Latina para rower. And whether or not you're familiar with adaptive rowing, you need to listen to this episode. We talk about everything, especially focusing on what coaches without disabilities need to know in order to make the sport more inclusive for everyone. So hit follow, subscribe, and enjoy. Welcome to the Rowing in Color podcast. My name is Denise, and today we have... Catherine Valdez. And uh, (laughs) really excited to have you on the podcast, Catherine. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. So I know you because we're on the same boathouse and such, but can you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us, you know, your background, uh, everything. Just tell us everything. Sure, sure. Uh, As I say, uh, my name is Catherine Valdez. I am 26 years old. I am from Guayaquil, Ecuador. Uh, I am a person with a disability. I moved to the U.S. in 2014, looking for new opportunities and a better life for myself and my family. I currently work as a secretary for DOHMH, and I am also pursuing my bachelor's degree in community health education at York College. And also, I do rowing after work. (laughs) And... and and you breathe. And also play tennis. Okay. And also I bike. <laughs> and also take care of my cat. Oh, and you're a good cat mom. <laughs> yeah, I'm a good cat mom. Yes, my cat is still alive. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I always, every time I leave, I leave like, you know, very good amount of food and water. <laughs> so it will be good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you definitely have a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. And I'm I'm so jealous of your work ethic. I don't I, I hope no one ever asks me to introduce myself because I, I I wouldn't have half as <laughs> I wouldn't have half of Boy. Yeah, no one ever asked me to introduce myself. That's why there'll never be an episode on me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, so I, I'd love to ask more about the cat since you take such good care of your cat. But I want to talk about the rowing. So tell me how you came upon rowing. So yes, I found this sport in an open house of adaptive sports that was in was at Queens College. It was about five, almost five years ago. And honestly, I had no idea that this sport existed. <laughs> and then I even could practice it. It was something completely new to to me, and that's what that was what ah, and that was what caught my attention so much. Um, so that's why I decided to give it a try. First, I started in a recreational program, which is only it was only once a week, and with time, I just fell in love more of this sport, and I decided to join the competitive teams, and I am still here rowing rowing my boat <laughs> and tell us tell us what boat you row now what the name of the boat <laughs> oh i i do a school i can remember i used two boats i know one is black because the other one is like a very skinny one <laughs> it's kind of scary okay so we don't name the boats we just take care of the cats really I don't well. name the boat. <laughs> yes i am okay i'm not really bad with the boats okay it's okay that was that was it wasn't it wasn't my best question well anyway going back so what you said you never I'm sorry I'm sorry (laughs) you said um you said uh you never heard of rowing before what hooked you Mm -hmm. into rowing what about it really just like brought you in because you said you've been doing this for years now right yeah no yes it's just it's something different that's what I like it's something so different and it's very adaptable for example in winter we do you know we air 
we air, can we air, can we air like for three or maybe five months? <laughs> don't don't put it like okay. that. Okay, just... <laughs> we air. Oh boy. Like, oh, the same wall every day. <laughs> Those two K. Oh boy. Okay. But okay. So what hooked you? you know, <laughs> what did you like you know, about in the spring? Okay. All right. Here we go. You know, during the spring and summer, like is uh, so. I would say like the beginning of fall like you can you know go you can go to the lake and of course it's different you can you know you are you can feel the breeze and you can see the ducks that are next to you and sometimes the fishes decide to jump into your boat really <laughs> so it's just that it's so dark to all this i like that i like nature uh i like that you know what i really love i really love the best part i would say of roaming is when i you know i transfer from my wheelchair you know to the boat and then i just see my wheelchair you know you know just there like you know i just definitely that okay i i am because many people say oh you're wheelchair bound no i am not wheelchair bound you see i can leave my wheelchair there i, I can still move it so look at me <laughs> i like i always i really enjoyed that moment when i start you know going to the start line and i see my wheelchair just there waiting for me and you're like bye i don't need you for the next hour <laughs> i really love that part like you know i can be if i am free i like when i roll like if there is no no worries no judgments it's just me and the boat i really i love that i love that even sometimes uh there are many times in which I have you know a very bad day at work and I feel so exhausting. I just want to go home, uh, you know, take a nap. But then I just like I know, you know, let's go wrong. Like that would be better. That would make me feel better. And yes, it it does, it does. So it's that, it's that feeling. I really love that. That's a. I'm so happy you mentioned that. I'm so happy you mentioned that. And not to spoil your moment, but that's one of my scariest moments because I'm like, oh no, did I lock the wheels? Because if this rolls into the water, oh, yeah. <laughs> she's gonna be so mad. Can you imagine? Yeah, I mean, oh my poor witch are gonna be all wet. <laughs> but I mean, again, not to spoil, not to spoil that moment. I think that's that's a that's a beautiful moment. And anytime I try to, anytime I try to take a photo of you rowing, I that's that's. The, my favorite part just getting the wheelchair at the dock Aww. and you out there on the yeah water. you're like it's great yeah like bye. yep yeah you're a rower and we can still call you skying digging early you know it you're just a rower <laughs> just a rower out there mm-hmm. if there exactly yes i am a rower that's it yeah if there were any people who are uh if there were any people with a spinal cord injury or any people with disability Considering joining joining rowing, what advice would you tell them, or what would you tell them about the sport? Well, I would say like it's going to be challenging, um, but I mean the first session you are not going to be able to to row that much. I mean that's a true, uh, and sometimes I know that sometimes that sucks because you're excited, you you want to go to row. And that what happened with me. And then I called it. I only wrote for, I think, for maybe three minutes. And then we have to stop because there was a problem with the seat or with the strap or was something going on. So, of course, for my safety, um, we have to stop, um, fix whatever was, you know, loose or was not working properly. But, I mean, anyway, you know, we, you know, we people with disabilities, we are adaptable. I mean, this is something that we face every day when we, you know, we, we need to take, uh, we need to take, the, we need to take the train and then the elevator is not working or do we need to take the bus and then, oh, the ramp is not working. So then you have to, okay, so adapt. Uh, just, okay, let's try plan B, what is next? So growing also it helped me to to develop that and also to be more patient. 
it helps me a lot to be more patient because as I say that for example for the seeds you are constantly adjusting like the bolt the strap uh, you have to move the seed like a little forward a little backward um at the beginning it was frustrating for me i remember that I used to say oh no it's fine it's fine but no i was not i was not feeling good and then i was able to to see this in my performance so here i learned that you know like everything detail matter that you need to be more you need you know you need to be more patient and that at the end all these little adjustments and all this hard work you know is worth it it's really worth it um for example especially in air game uh when we i don't like too much air <laughs> i don't like i don't like air game <laughs> because it's you know the same movement over and over and also you know air game is so physically it's so demanding and also mentally it's so demanding you need to find this balance in order to get the outcome that you're looking for. So but I I didn't have this, I didn't have this. And you know wrong helped me to find this balance, which not only helped me, you know, in my growing performance, it also helped me, you know, with my my life in general. You know, sometimes I work, sometimes uh for example, I have spinal injury, I have a neuropathic pain. Um, and also it's, you know, it's physical, it's a physical pain, but also it's kind of, kind of mental. I mean, if I think too much about this pain, it's going, it's, it's, this pain is not going away. When I am, when I, you are erging, when you're erging, all these lactic axes are accumulating. If you focus on the lactic axis, that is not going to help you. So Ron, like, teach you, a few things that also will help you, you know, uh, that will help you with your disability. That, that it's just you, your way of thinking change, like the way in how you think, it just change. Like I give you a better, I would say like a better view of things. You know, I don't know how to describe it, it's just like, it your mind really change, like mentally, like the impact that rowing uh, have causing me mentally is just, just incredible. I mean, I can, I can say it, like all these skills that I have right now, for example, right now, this ability that I have to, you know, to adapt to this quarantine life, yeah. it because also in part rowing helped me, because when you're arguing, when you're under so much stress, you had to practically try to find the balance. So it's that, it's like growing help you physically and mentally. And growing is always like pushing you and always like it's so challenging. Uh, as a person with disability, my life is already challenging. Uh, I always, I mean, every time that I want to give up or I think that I can do this or I, I am not good enough. I just remember like, hey, remember when growing you were feeling the same way? Remember what you did? So yeah, I mean, you can also do the same in this situation. Mm-hmm. It sounds like, you know, I'm sorry, go on. Yeah, no, just, yeah, go, go for it. I was it. just going to say, it just sounds like, it sounds like being a person with disability forces you to be innovative, innovative in a way yeah like creative, creative. So, yeah and we're drawing it the same because mm-hmm. here i'll say the seed the seeds i am using right now is not the same the same seeds i was using four years ago mm-hmm. and me with my coach we were constantly like thinking over how can we how can make this work how can make this more comfortable mm-hmm. more effective i'll say with my wheelchair sometimes the same like oh my okay my happen with my wheel how can i fix this okay i was always thinking plan A, B, C, D, mm-hmm. and it's just this constantly, like, just always trying to think, you're always trying to to fix this, you know, a particular problem in different ways. Um, 
you know, you learn this in growing, and I also learned it with my daily life. Um, yeah, I mean, I benefit in both aspects of my life. What would you say is your favorite memory from rowing so far? Oh, so far. It's difficult to pick only one. <laughs> There's so many. But I would say like the like the first one that comes to my mind uh, is the first time that I compete in Crashby. I don't because uh I really yeah, because I was so nervous I was going to be I, it was my first two K, I think. And yeah, I was so nervous. I was like, oh boy, I can't do this. How will I do this? It's going to be difficult. I will remember that I I thought I was going to be like, oh, like maybe 10 pier one next to me. But there was only one. <laughs> um, but it still was exciting. I mean, a little disappointed, but it was it still was exciting because Crasby is international. And this this lady, she was from from Europe. She was British, and what she is, but she's still alive. <laughs> she's British, and and she was twice my size. But she was, and so she was a. Uh, I believe she she's a power lifter. So I was like, oh boy, I wanna finish it. Like she will end this in two minutes, <laughs> and I will keep arguing for the next ten minutes. <laughs> Um, but, but no, I mean, I did well. I mean, yes, I ended up in second place. She won. <laughs> but anyway, the, the difference, I mean, the time wasn't like, wasn't really bad. It, won't, it was only one or two minutes. I was only one or two minutes behind. So it still was good. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, this lady was, she was super nice and she was just great. And yeah, it was really cool to to finally compete against another peer one athlete, especially another, you know, against another female, because usually I'm the only peer one mm -hmm. in most of the competitions. Yeah. And, you know, that was really good. I was like, oh, dang, how I would like to, you know, have more moments like this one. Yeah. But yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> I remember that too. That was a. Uh, I think I remember the photos from that as well. Um, she was. She yeah. was really big. I was. <laughs> yeah, she was twice my size. But very strong indeed. One hug, and you're like. <laughs> oh my gosh! For our listeners who aren't familiar with the PR one, PR two, PR three classifications, can you just? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, can you just explain what what those mean? So yeah, so I have a spinal cord injury. I am T at T twelve level, which means you know I can I can, I can walk in single in simple words. I can move I can move or I can feel my my lower limbs. And in order to roll, I use my my arm and shoulders. Uh, Pier one was formerly known as. Um, AS, which means arm and shoulder, because as I say, I use my arms and shoulders to, to roll. So right now, the new classification is PR1. Awesome. And thanks for explaining that. Also, I mean, I feel like we could just keep talking about just what it's like to <laughs> row as a person with disability. And I do have a few more questions, but I also, I mean, Remind me to also talk about what it's like to row as like a Latina woman, but but, but before, yeah, remember this is growing in color. I know, <laughs> I know, but I, I still I still have so many questions. Um, and and maybe these are I mean, as someone who's in the same boathouse as you, as you, there's these are questions that that folks can ask their their athletes and um or folks should feel comfortable asking their athletes and uh. Sure. Regarding regarding your disability, are there? You mentioned that um, you mentioned that there's a lot of creativity involved, and in that is it. It just helps, mm -hmm. like it just complements rowing and, and and disability. For for rowing, not a lot of people with disabilities are the ones who are coaching, are the ones who are putting on the races, are the ones creating the space for para rowing or adaptive rowing. What's what's one thing that 
or I guess like what, I don't want to say like, what's one piece of advice or like what just one suggestion, but I want to say like, mm-hmm. what's one thing that people who are, who don't have disabilities can do to better, to better see, to better coach, to better serve, you know, people with disabilities or rowers with disabilities and see them as rowers and grow the adaptive rowing community and adaptive sport for rowing. What's, what's, what's one thing that you would, you would say? I would say just uh, don't be afraid to ask. Mm -hmm. That's it. Many people sometimes, uh, they don't want to ask and they prefer to assume that, oh, this person can do this. Or, uh, or if I ask this, this person will get offended. I mean, you can just ask like, hey, it's okay if I ask you something regarding your disability because, you know, I want to learn, I want to do this to your seat, but I want to make sure that this is not going to affect you, for example. Like, it's good. I mean, I don't mind telling you, I mean, okay, yes, you need to, to know this in order to to fix the seats or to create new straps. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, more than happy to to let you know uh, what is my disability is, uh, what can, why I can do, why maybe I can do with some help. So just that, just don't be afraid to ask. I mean, if you ask the right questions in the right way, everything's going to be fine what's a question that you wish you'd been asked oh uh let me think yeah i mean i would say yeah regarding my yeah what is saying like yeah when person somebody at the beginning just asked me about yeah about my disability because for example in order to in order to, for example, in my, in my way, in, sorry, in my case, to adjust the seat, you need to know about, you need to know about my level of injury. You need to know about all oh, my skin's problems. You need to know about, you need to know about all of this. And that, I believe that will facilitate, uh, that will, sorry, but we, it will facilitate all this transition from chair to the seat, and we can also we're gonna work together and we 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 would not have to maybe need a whole practice trying to figure out how to improve this or how to fix this. I would say that yeah, just don't be afraid to ask. I think that's a great question. And as you know, as one of the coaches in the adaptive rowing mm-hmm. world, I think there's more that we can do to learn <laughs> definitely there's there's not mm-hmm. enough there's not enough resources out there a lot of it is i know um a lot of it a lot of it we have to get creative and how to how to learn more and how to mm-hmm. better coach people with disabilities because even though it's the same motion it's not always it's not the same adjustments you know putting the boat on yes, the water mm-hmm. right after you you after you get a brand new boat, you can't just put it on the water and expect someone to row there's there's a lot of more adjustments a lot of more accommodations a lot of more adaptations that need to be made. And I think that's something that not a lot of people understand. Yeah, so not many people understand that the disability, for example, I'll say I always speak my case, like, yeah, maybe you can have five people with the same, you know, with spinal cord injury, the same level of injury. But also this uh, injury will affect each individual, like, different. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, I will have more balance than the other people. Maybe that pe- that person will have more balance than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe my core will be stronger. Maybe that person will not have skin issue. Maybe I will. Because also I see that some people assume that oh yeah I work with somebody like like you you know with with your injuries or so in, in a wheelchair person you know, a person that was in a wheelchair so oh yeah I know how to. You know, I, so I know everything. So yeah, I know everything. Now I know how to work with somebody um, that use a wheelchair mm-hmm. or that has the same level of injury uh, that you have. 
that's wrong. I mean, yeah, I mean, because I am glad that you have uh, a you know, a basic knowledge about what is a spinal cord injury. I am glad that you have, you, do you know, do you have a sense, okay, what it is, uh, which are areas is, uh, can affect, can be affected by this. Mm -hmm. But I mean, still, they do not assume that, you know, all the people with you know, spinal cord injury have the same problems and the same, you know, challenge. Yes, just, it's not correct. I think that's a really important message for everyone to hear. I think that's really important. Yeah. Did you ever feel like you didn't belong no. in the sport? You know, I felt this the first time that I, you know, went out of my little ball house. <laughs> I went to a different, you know, different boat house, a different environment to compete. Then it was like, like, you know, you're like, okay, this is feel uncomfortable. Why? <laughs> I don't feel like I feel that this is, yeah, I would say, yeah, the first time that I went, uh, you know, for when I started competing, yes, I yeah, I feel in that way. Uh, and sometimes people have people look at you. I mean, you suddenly you look around and there is no one like you know, there is no one like me. Uh, I remember that I am going to try to, you know, to be friendly with these people. Uh, I remember that I, f you know, I, I mean, you can feel the rejection and little interest on meeting you. You feel that. And I felt like at several times, like, okay, there is nobody like me. Okay, anyway, that's cool. Like, it's better, you know, that's interesting. Have, you know, have friends from different backgrounds. But sometimes these people just not interested. They don't. Mm -mm. They don't want to be friends. Can you give me an example? Oh, okay, a couple of examples. Like, okay, this is a good one. Uh, this is in two different events. One was in a competition, and another one was in a in a rowing event. Uh, these two people, you know, are sort of wearing a wheelchair like me. I was like, okay, at least we had that in common, you know. Okay, you know, you are already a peer one, so yay. And then I remember that we, you know, we, we ate person. Uh, and, you know, I just started asking, like, oh, you know, how are you, how, you know, how do you start rowing? How long do you have been rowing? When you do this and that. And she was like, well, yeah, my mom, you know, my dad or my brother, they, they their roles too and they had this both have like here like that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay, well that's good, you know, that's cool. So yeah, they're helping me with this. And then I said I used to row also before a little bit, but not that much. And then, you know, after my injury, I we found out that so, you know, there is uh, a duck in rowing. And uh, they say, Oh, you know, it was always like that, like, oh my parents or somebody else, like you know, with the resources, helping me and introduced me to these sports. And I was like, oh, you have been competing. And I was, yeah, this person was like, yeah, I've been here and, and these places. I was like, oh, okay, that's good. And then this person who asked me, and then I was like, well, I, I started this, you know, I found this in an open house. Uh, I go for this organization. They provided equipment and everything. Uh, I was not, was like, she like lose, you can see how this person lose interest. Like, I was like, all right, because this person started asking me about some equipment or some, some, I remember about some boat models. And I was like, I don't know what the boat is. My boat is a black, I had two boats. One is black, the other one is white. One is a little wider than the other one, but I, you know, I wrote using these two and they're good. <laughs> It, it keeps you afloat, so. Yeah, so yeah, I can practice, and that's what I like, and that's what I want. You know, you can feel that. Like, I don't know, you're, it's uncomfortable, you know. It's very uncomfortable. Um, And yeah, you you can feel like the rejection. Yeah, you can feel like, okay, this person is not really interesting. Mm. Listening to your stories. And... Yeah, just like that. Do you feel? And, 
and the other person, the, the other person was, this person was a little more friendly. Um, but anyway, like, I remember that I, I add her in Facebook and I was like, oh, let's be friends. Oh, that's great. Um, but then it was like, no more, <laughs> no more contact, just bye. Nice. I know she just asked me because I was next to maybe another coach. Um, she tried to be nice. Hmm. Not sure, but okay. Do you think this had to do with what's up? Not sure. Yeah. <laughs> do you think this had to do more? <laughs> well, what do you think this had to do with? I mean, you said she was also in a wheelchair. Yes, I just I don't know. Sometimes I look back. Um, yeah, I mean, she was Norwegian and everything. Of course, we have different backgrounds. She was white and I was, you know, was Latina. But I just, I, I don't know. I would like to have an answer to that, but I just don't know. I don't know what happened. I, I try mm-hmm. to, you know, to be friends, especially because there is no, there's not too many year one athletes. Uh, even sometimes when I just try to be friends or maybe, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> you know, to an athlete that is no, you know, doesn't have any kind of disability, it's also like kind of the same, like the same response. Because I personally, I don't like that. Oh, you know, only like, you know, this segregation, like, oh, you know, people, Latino people with Latino, Latino, white people with the white, like, no, like, Asian with Asian, no, no, I don't like that. I don't like. It. I like to. I want to know people from different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Like, tell me about your culture. Tell me about yourself. Mm-hmm. Let's share experience. You know, let's share this. And I mean, that's why I always go and just ask and try because that's me. I am curious. I am a curious person. So I want to know. I want to ask. So I don't want to assume. That's why I ask and that's why I speak a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. what what do you think like how do you how do you how do these experiences I mean you you talk about this this girl who approaches who you approach at or she approached you at a race and you approached Mm her uh you approached her at the race (laughs) and as you're talking about like your rowing background it's like she she's you know sounds like this light in her eyes just mm -hmm. going how how has this experience impacted your perspective on the rowing world or your like how you view the rowing world now well I remember at the beginning like I had to make that at the beginning like I put myself like in a bubble for example I knew that people were treating me different uh I knew that people was not taking me serious and yeah, maybe sometimes just ignoring me completely. So, boy, yeah, I, oh, yeah, I remember that. I, it was kind of hard because this is something that I love so much and feel the rejection of this community, you know, of my community. I mean, I consider them my community uh it was really hard to digest so i remember that i yeah i decided to put myself you know just in a bubble and you know just ignore them and just you know remember why are you doing this because i love this because i really like this because it makes me happy that's why i am doing this I had to admit that sometimes I I feel this pressure. Uh, maybe it's just me. I don't know that. You know that out there is people just waiting, just waiting for me to fail. You know, and, you know, and tell me like, "Ah, you see, you can do this. I told you so." Sometimes I feel this. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I don't know this circumstance. Because that's what I just put myself in this bubble and I just lent, you know, always the people that I know that, you know, really that, that share the same passion that me that, okay, we do this 
because we love doing this. I don't care if you are, you know, you are, you are brown, you are blue, you are yellow. I don't care that. I mean, we have this thing in, com in common, and that's the only thing that that's the only thing that matters. So, so yeah. In order to accomplish all these medals and all these things, I have to do that. I have to do that. Um, but then I have to mean lately I have been flowing, you know, I have been coming out from that bubble again. Because also I believe that it's time to, you know, we have to start speaking out. Mm -hmm. to, it's time to start like, hey, that's not correct. I am here. So maybe I am here, you have to look at me. And I am also part of your community. Mm -hmm. So I want you to look at me. I want you to listen to me. But yeah, it was, it was hard. Uh, I mean, I would say that right now it's not hard. It's still a little hard. It's still hard, but I think, uh, I don't know. I feel like right now I, I feel like ready to, okay, go speak out and make myself visible. I make these people to, you know, start listening to me. Like, yeah, I am here. Mm -hmm. I am also part of this. I am a role like you. I really, really, really appreciate your vulnerability and your honesty. There are a lot of, <sighs> okay. there are a lot of things that people need to hear. So thank you for sharing that. Myself included, I need to, as someone who doesn't have a disability, there are things that I need to hear and I want to keep hearing it. So thank you for talking. No problem. No you have no problem talking <laughs> yeah <laughs> um just a few more questions you mentioned that um you mentioned that it doesn't matter if you're brown blue yellow do you feel whenever you feel rejected that's the word that that's the word that you used whenever you feel rejected do you feel that it's more because of race or ethnicity, or is it more because of disability or something else? I don't really know. I mean, I believe it has a combination of both. I mean, for example, in some situation, it's like too obvious. Uh, I remember that I was, you know, when I was in a camp, we, I went to a, a wonderful drawing camp. And then there were about one, two, three, four coaches. And I don't know why one particular coach, she called and understand me. And it was cool because, okay, I didn't have any problem with the other people. Um, I could easily communicate and establish a conversation with them. But this particular one, you know, every time that I, I you know, I say something to, to this person, she just, she, she didn't get it. I was like, okay. Uh, once again, I'm like, okay, just ignore that. Just keep going, keep doing your thing. Enjoy this. You know, enjoy this. And then it was just that. She made me feel so uncomfortable. I remember that I, I, I started just to avoiding her. And at the end of, of this, you know, at the end of this camp, uh, we were, she was, yeah, this person was going to drop me at the, it was at the bus terminal, I think. Yeah. Uh, and the person told something to me and I answered her, uh, asked her and she just, you know, she didn't, she said, I was, was why I can never understand you. And you just like that. She said that? Said, I can never understand you. You say that, yeah, like, why can I never understand it's you? It's like, probably not the type of question that you want people to ask, right? Exactly, oh yeah, I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, okay, I'm like, I just ignore that. I'm like, I don't know, but... Oh my gosh. Like, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, okay, that part, that event was too obvious that it was because, you know, because I am Latina. Maybe, you know, yeah, I know her accent, but hey, everybody here has an accent, I mean. There is not like a one accent, like one American accent yeah. that just doesn't exist. But yeah, I mean, sometimes it's like, 
too obvious to say, oh, this person, I feel like this because, you know, I am Latina. Oh, my gosh. Uh, of course, another person with, oh, because of my disability. So, you see, I can tell, like, oh, it's more because uh, because I am Latina. Or it's more because I am, have a disability. It's just, I don't know, I think, yeah, 60-50. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I have that experience. I am like, okay, anyway. <laughs> I'm going back to New York, so good. I, I will never see you again. <laughs> Seriously, yikes, jeez. I I think you yeah. I think you covered something that's really important though, and not something that is often acknowledged. So you said you're Latina and you sound Latina. Um, I I know I just softened my tea there. It's just like you know, just <laughs> sometimes sometimes I'm like yeah I do have a Filipino accent and sometimes I'm like no I sound white and so going going with that though there are there's such there's a such thing as white passing for example if I'm on the phone with someone they would never guess that I'm like this travel-sized five-foot-tall Asian woman and 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 I'm like on a tangent someone saw my I was be- someone like saw my last name and they said, "Oh, you speak Spanish and you're Latina." I'm like, mm, "I don't know if you want to <laughs> jump into conclusions there." Like, that's yeah, not correct. Spain went a lot of places. <laughs> so, but going going back to the to the topic of white passing, there are some Latina <laughs> Latina. <laughs> There's some Latina Latino Latinx. There's some folks Latinx. who. Mm-hmm are white passing and and it doesn't mm-hmm. even matter not not limited to just like the latinx community but there there are people of color who are white passing and there are people of color who are white passing and white sounding but then there are also people of color who definitely aren't white passing and definitely aren't white sounding mm-hmm. you mentioned before that like i sound latina <laughs> <laughs> what advice would you give especially younger rowers who uh-huh. have an accent from where they're from it, it can be a spanish-speaking accent it can be a different accent but it can be an accent that you know it isn't white um what advice would you give to them regarding accents and being white passing and not or not being white passing or white sounding mm-hmm. oh i would say that a coach told me this uh because also i was you know not feeling very confident about my accent, uh, sometimes I just decide, you know, I was shy. I was decide just to not speak because uh, I didn't want to be judged. Uh, but I remember, yeah, my coach told me like everybody has an accent, and also I, I personally have like, yeah, I noticed it. I mean, yes, I, yeah, proof. I I know people. I know I know people from different areas of U.S. and everybody has accent. I mean, you can be born here, you, or your parents can be from here, or your grandparents, your grandparents can be from here, and they will still have accents. You, from here, from New York has an accent, but people from, from Boston uh, have an accent, yeah. people from, from different areas of U.S., mm-hmm. so that's not, you know, say, there is no such a thing as, uh, oh, speak America or, or an American accent. Mm-hmm. Just that doesn't exist. So that, I would say it's okay to, it's okay to have accent. It's fine. That is totally fine. And you should be proud of that. that okay, at least, uh, you know, you are unique. Mm-hmm. That's how I see myself. Yes, I am unique. I speak like this, and also, hey, I mean, I learned English in two years. I mean, I dare you to do that. I mean, go do that. I mean, go try to do that. Yeah, not... I didn't know, like, zero. Yep. I didn't know, like, nothing. And I learned all of this in two, in two years. And, of course, I am still learning, but, I mean, I am very... I, yeah, I know how my mispronunciation. I am aware of that, but, I mean, I am learning, and that, that's how... I have been learning all this time. Mm-hmm. You know, I failed and then, oh, okay, sorry. I, I, you know, I tried to say this, oops, you know, oxy, oxy, it happens. <laughs> I mean, everybody sometimes <laughs> forget how mispronounce 
uh, a war. So it happens, it's not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. So that I would say like, if you have a mispronunciation, if you have an accent, it's totally fine. Yeah. Totally fine, it's okay. Yeah, um, I, I, I agree. You know, and stay away from all these people that is only making fun of you because there's only like, you know, I would say only insecure people. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, just, you know, people give what they have to give. Um, if they give you hate, and they if and if these people is always judging you, it's because that's all they know. Mm -hmm. So stay away from those people. And try to find those people that will support you and will accept you in the way you are. I feel like we could keep talking just about this top there's so many topics we could just keep talking about but i really i mean as a daughter of immigrants and i know that you mentioned that you immigrated to this country as a daughter of immigrants mm -hmm. and hearing how my parents accent has gone from being very thick to being very almost american and even my dad says mm -hmm. that he thinks in english now oh. it it i think it's so I mean, I didn't immigrate to this country, mm -hmm. but I, I, un, and so therefore I don't understand all of the challenges that come with that. But I, I'd re I really admire those who retain their accents because, because it's, it's a part of the country that you came from, you know? Yeah, it's a part of yourself. It's a part of yourself. It's a part of your identity. It's part of me. And also, yeah, I mean, this is me. Yeah, it's it's you, and it's all of you. And anyone who wants to settle for less than you is not someone you should spend time around. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And also, for you to they are not worth of my. They're energy. not worth your energy. <laughs> they're definitely not. <laughs> and there are so many. You mentioned you learned English in two years. There are so many mm -hmm. English-speaking Americans who've tried to learn Spanish for two years. And as one of those English-speaking Americans, we suck. We just suck. So <laughs> we can learn Spanish. We can try harder. I definitely <laughs> I think I understand more, but that's just part of me being Filipino. I think I understand more than I can speak. But I mean... Yeah, how's that word like the zapatilla, zapato? <laughs> Zapatos. Yeah. Zapatos. Yeah, I had to. Yeah, and, and then um, we had to wear chinelas in the house. We shared that. Oh yeah, <laughs> I ate my marienda. Don't worry, always marienda. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a there's a lot of overlap, and you know, Spain just couldn't keep it to themselves. But anyway, yeah, I I I, I really admire that. And screw that coach who said I just can't understand you. Ugh. Yeah, like, okay. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, the other ones, like the other coaches, understand me. The other girls that were there, and you were the only one. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, it seems like the problem. You have, like, you have like a hearing problem <laughs> <laughs> or something else, more likely, but let's be nice. <laughs> you know, but yeah, she was like, yeah, Okay. Bye. <laughs> oh my gosh. Catherine, we can just keep talking and talking and talking, but to wrap up one episode with you, because we'll have to have at least 10 more to wrap up one episode <laughs> with you. How can folks reach out to you if they want to get in touch with you or follow you on your journey? Oh, Instagram. Tell us your handle. My Instagram is cat, like, you know, cat, but with a K. It's cat.valdez72. Uh, All right. Cat.valdez72. Yeah, 72. Yeah, it's public, so you can just go there and always post it. You would see a lot of photos uh, of my cat. <laughs> and the story is more about my cat. I was like <laughs> fighting with him. Not fighting, just playing with him. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, he just likes to play just for a few minutes and then he do not want to play more, but wants to play more and then he gets mad and yeah, it's kind of funny. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I mean, I can't, who am I to judge? Because my mine is just of my dog. So who am I to judge? Oh, geez. Um, before we sign off, is there anything else you'd like to add? Anything else our listeners should hear? Well, yes, I would say for the young people, for, every, for yeah, especially for people that, you know, just, just starting about, or they just found out about rowing and they are also new on this. I would say, I tell, I mean, I always tell this to myself like every day, 
uh, I mean, just remember that you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. So it's okay mm -hmm. if you maybe you didn't PR today. It's okay if you failed maybe as a at exam. It's fine. That doesn't define you. It's fine. You need you need, you need all this. You need all of this in order to be that great athlete or that great professional that you you know you want to be. And be kind to your teammates. Be kind to your opponents. Um, but most importantly, be kind to yourself and enjoy this moment. I mean, right now that we are, you know, here at home every day, I, I am always like checking the photo from my past regattas. I uh, like, dang, why I didn't take more pictures? Then mm -hmm. why I didn't like did a video or something? Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh boy, I kind of regret it. So I know after you know once all this over i will just will definitely will take more pictures of every competition of the day i will like enjoy each moment each practice everything yeah i think that's a lesson we all can take from this yes oh, Catherine, it was yes, yes. so 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 great to have you on this episode and i oh. i'm not i'm not kidding we'll have to have you come back for at least 10. If you need to charge us, just let me know. But it, it, it was so amazing to have you on this episode. And I think, I think there's so many questions still left to ask so many stories left told. And I can't wait to get back to this conversation with you. But thank you so, so much again for your time. Thank you for having me. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to Rowing in Color. Please remember to follow or hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're on Instagram, please follow us at Rowing in Color. We really appreciate it. Just as much as we appreciate you. So this is Denise. And Patricia signing off. Stay safe, everyone. <laughs>